This is a miniature version of WexCast, the podcast series from the Wexner Center for the Arts at The Ohio State University. For this episode, we're happy to present an introduction to the wild Dario Argento film from 1985, Phenomena, done by Columbus writer and arts presenter Scott Woods. Phenomena is part of a summer-long salute to the films of the Italian horror icon. If you missed our screening, the full-length integral cut that we presented is available in a limited box set through Synapse Films, and the slightly shorter international cut is now streaming on Shutter. We'll leave it to our head of film and video, Dave Philippi, to tell you more about the series and Scott Woods. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for being here. I'm Dave Philippi, the head of film and video here at the WEX. Um, it's my great pleasure to welcome you to all to the second-to-last screening in this summer's uh, Dario Argento retrospective. So tonight's screening of, of Phenomena, it's, this has been a really fun summer for us, and it's been great to see people um, coming back to the movies. A few things just really have stood out to me for this, this series. It's been fun um, just having the audience reaction to all these crazy Dario Argento films. All of the films in the series are either brand new or really recent 4K restorations from Cinecitta in Rome. And it's been fun hearing people that know the films really, really well coming up after and saying, you know, there are two minutes in that film I've, I haven't seen before because they're not available either on the American um, Blu-ray release or when they've been released um, previously, there's, there's been footage missing. So these are, you know, the, the full cuts from Rome. And, and tonight's film is, is the most extreme example of that. Uh, when the film had an American release in the 1980s, and the distributor cut out, I think, I want to say like 20, 22 minutes of the, so this is the full cut that you're going to be seeing tonight. Um, it has a monkey in it, which always is one of my favorite things in, in movies. Um, and then finally, it's been really fun. Um, throughout the series, we've been having horror fans from the community introduce um, some of the films. We've had Laura Wimbles from Midnight Video Rental YouTube show. She's from Cleveland. Hope Madden, who's a film critic for Columbus Underground and is one of the co-editors of, of MadWolf.com, a film website. Eric Herman, an architecture professor at Ohio State. And then tonight's special guest, Scott Woods. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, Scott is a, an acclaimed influential poet, and not just a poet, but he's a real advocate for, for poetry in, in the city. Um, he's a journalist whose work over the years has been found in Columbus Alive, Columbus Monthly. Um, now he's um, starting to write for Matter News. He's one of the co-founders of the Alternative Art Space Streetlight Guild, um, so follow what they're doing. And um, and I have to credit one of my colleagues when we were tr trying to think of really great people from the community um, to come and introduce one of the Argento films. Someone reminded me that Scott had written a, a column relatively recently about some of his favorite horror films, and so we thought, perfect. Um, so yeah, um, we have a true Columbus icon with us tonight. So please join me in welcoming Scott Woods. <laughs> Introduction. Phenomena. Okay, so let's just get this one out the way, all right? I'm going to do phenomena, and you're going to go do 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 right? So, don't do that. Phenomena is a 1985 Italian horror film directed and co-written by Dario Argento. After a run in Italy, Phenomena was distributed in the U.S. 
under the title Creepers, minus 20 minutes of things no 1985 American audience could handle, <laughs> apparently. Tonight, you, a 2023 American audience, will experience phenomena in its original glory amplified by a fresh remastering, which I will tell you now won't change the fact that this was shot in 1985. <laughs> One of the things that makes recommending older horror movies difficult to people who aren't steeped in the genre is that the further back you go, the rougher the films become. I don't mean more violent, though phenomena is quite violent. I mean they look like their era. Horror films get a bad rap for one very good reason. They're often cheaply made. They know fewer people will go see them than, say, Back to the Future, which also came out in 1985, or Beverly Hills Cop, or Rocky IV, or Cocoon, or The Goonies, or Pee-wee's Big Adventure, God rest his soul. You generally have to make them small, cheap, or both, and keep them titillating, which is another reason why so many horror films feel so sexist, because they are. <laughs> if you've never seen an Argento movie, this is a good one to start with. In the way, slamming your hand in a car door takes your mind off of your broken foot. It's not his best work. It hits earlier in his career as a director. It's his ninth outing as director. Out of 21 films total, not counting the many that he wrote and produced. This movie screams Italian horror, of which Argento remains one of its most dedicated practitioners. He uses color and characters in ways that dazzle and offer alternate meanings. He paints the screen with physics-altering scenery and behavior. This was back when directors were still inflicting real-world harm on actors in the name of cinema, and so some of the screams are likely real. About phenomena, Argento said that there was a subtext to the film that explained its oddness compared to the rest of his <laughs> au revoir. In his mind, phenomena took place in a world in which the Nazis had won World War II. And so everything about the world was weird and wrong. To be clear, phenomena doesn't show or say any of this. It is the rue in which Argento's imagination stews this supernatural thriller about a teenage girl with a telepathic empathy with insects, the original Ant-Man, teaming up with a scientist to track down a serial killer. It's not a film about the war. For Argento, it is one of a million stories that take place in such a world. I tell you this now because by the time you see the chimpanzee, you'll be ready for it. <laughs> Just kidding, you won't be ready for it. 
There is a rumored reboot or sequel happening, which is a rarity for Argento's catalog. You never feel like anyone but him could make these films. You also don't feel like anyone else should, as the sequel slash reboot will be a US production it is likely to confirm that feeling. While I still have a minute before the show and a rapt audience, I'd like to engage an act of public service and dispel one of the largest myths about horror movies, that black people die first. This is statistically and patently untrue in just about every horror movie you can name and yet the myth persists. Why this myth persists, I chalk up to the trauma inflicted at the end of George Romero's 1968 pioneering classic, Night of the Living Dead. Spoiler alert on a 55-year-old movie. In it, the lone survivor of a zombie invasion, Ben, played by Dwayne Jones, survives the onslaught only to be shot in the end by a posse roaming the countryside, cleaning out zombies. It is one of the most depressing and fatalistic gut punches in cinema, especially for its time, infusing the film with politics where little seemed to exist. Ben doesn't die first, but he's black, so he gon' die. And the response to that is to assume that all black people in horror films will die. In the Herculean 2022 book on the subject, The Black Guy Dies First by Coleman and Harris, it is determined that the mortality rate of black people in horror films is about 45%. Not quite one in two, but close. Very few of them die first. I theorize that we have been living in a world in which Ben was killed and that maybe somewhere out there there is an audience watching us on screen right now in a world where Ben lived. In any event, there ain't no black people in phenomena. <laughs> Enjoy the show. That was Scott Woods, writer, poet, librarian, and co-founder of Streetlight Guild on the Near East Side. You can read more of Woods' writing at scottwoodswrites.net, and you can learn more about the vital work happening at Streetlight Guild at streetlightguild.org. And you can find out more about upcoming screenings and all things WEX at wexarts.org. For the Wexner Center for the Arts, I'm Melissa Starker. Thanks for listening.